The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. How many people have been blessed through this series of teachings we've been having? Ah, I saw about three or four hands up. Okay, praise God. Ask your neighbor, are you here? <laughs> Amen. If you have testimonies, I've been hearing some amazing testimonies that have gladdened my heart. Someone sent me um, a testimony um, earlier in the week. Um, God led him to sow a seed some time ago. And he had been believing God for um, a particular, I think we went to buy a car or so. They did something in their office, like a pool or something like that. And by the favor of God, he got selected. And he got a very good car, a very good bargain interestingly and this is what probably came out as a sign for him the car they gave him the car a discounted value the exact amount of the seed god led him to sow <laughs> hallelujah somebody tell your neighbor take possession of your possession that's what we are talking about taking possession and he said that they did the lottery his office about four cities lagos abuja portacourt or somewhere else but it was the one that was picked they will pick you and they will select you in jesus name Someone also sent a testimony. They declared bonus in their office and they paid this person largest, fattest bonus I believe she has ever had. A lot of money. A lot of money. That's taking possession of your possession. Amen. There's somebody else that I know. In fact, I see her on Sunday. I asked that she's planning her wedding now. Glory be to God. I think it's in June. And this is somebody that has been waiting on God to get married for years. And now God has settled and it's a very, very big settlement. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, Heavenly Father, every good gift and every perfect gift that heaven has released in my direction, the daily load of benefits that God continues to pour out on my life, I take possession of all of them right now in the name of Jesus. If you know your testimony is going to be the next big one, give the Lord a loud shout. I encourage you to take possession. Take possession. There is no day of your life. We've shared several scriptures that God is not releasing blessings your way. It is like the air you are breathing. Glory be to God. Take possession. Your demand for the blessings of God and the miracles of God that you want to see in your life can never exceed the supply that God is making available to you. Hallelujah. You need to get that. Our collective demand, all of us, you know, the Bible refers to God as El Shaddai. What does El Shaddai mean? It means the uh, multi or mega-breasted one. So it's giving you the picture of a mother nursing a baby. All things being equal, the milk that the mother produces to nurse that baby is far more than the baby can take. And God is that kind of God that can meet everybody's need at the same time and his supply has not dropped. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Look, if you're a believer, if you're a, 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 a Christian and you're not taking, I'm telling you, you're shortchanging yourself. You're shortchanging yourself. So examine your life very well 
Are you satisfied with the level at which you are taking? I don't know about you, me, I want more. Glory be to God. There's one book, um, someone I respect very um, um, much in ministry, just the title is There is More. Um, pastor of Hill Song, There is More. When the Pastor of Hill starts saying There is More, you should be shy. Have you not done enough? He's saying There is More. And he pointed out something very powerful in, in the book. He said the scientists have discovered, please catch this, and I, I think this is somewhere in my message as we go on, that this is what the scientists have seen so far. What they have seen, or not all that is available, but what they've been able to see. They have identified at least through their telescopes and all their science calculations that there are at least 300 trillion stars in the galaxy. 300 trillion. <laughs> and you wrote it in numbers. You should try and write 300 trillion when you get them on a piece of paper. I know the Bible says that God gives each one of them names. So you, are only, you only know the number. God knows this is star one. This one is Jupiter. And this one is Mars. And they are different. And God doesn't mix up the name. Praise God. <laughs> Talking about how large and how big God is. And when God was creating this universe, he created that many stars. Put all of them in the sky for us. To benefit also. To benefit us. Have your neighbor and say, there is more. There is more. There is more blessing God is pouring on your life. This very hour, God is pouring blessing upon your life. There is more favor God is pouring upon your life. This very moment, God is pouring favor upon your life. There is more blessings God is pouring upon your life. This very minute, God is pouring blessings. You need to develop mega skills to receive. In fact, I'm very sure you are receiving very, very low. No matter how high you are receiving, how good you are, you can do more. There's more. And that's what God's delivery room is all about. It's a, you've got to learn to live your life. When we say God's delivery room, we are telling you that there's a way you live your life that you can be taking deliveries. And by the way, there are five different meanings of when we're talking about delivery. It includes God delivering you from trouble. It's the um, general concept you think about a mother going into the delivery room to deliver a baby. It includes that you are giving birth it includes receiving your deliveries. So you order on Conga. And then I'll bring what you order to your house. 24 hours later, you take delivery. It includes that. Then God said, it also means you overcome difficulties, challenges, delay. Any terrible D. I love that story in the Bible talking about David. When he was running from King Saul. And the Bible said he ran into the cave of one Abdullah or something like that and everybody that was discontented came to meet him everybody that was distressed came to meet him and everybody that was indebted came to meet him I call them the DDD men of David <laughs> that was how he started with them but after a few years of rolling with David and the anointing of David started rubbing up on those men, those discontented, indebted, and um, distressed men, they became the mighty men of David. God turned all their deeds around. And they were now running the nation. God will elevate you in Jesus' name. So one of the things that happens in God's delivery room is that God will eradicate every ugly deed in your life. Glory be to God. And turn around your story. 
if you learn how to live in God's delivery room, there's a way a man and a woman can live their life that the daily load of benefits the Bible talks about in Psalm 68 verse 18, you are taking delivery of it. And that's how your life begins to change. And from being indebted, when they're told of how they gave money to build the, 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 the temple in Second Chronicles, I believe, towards the last two chapters, they talked about how much David gave. Those indebted men, they talked about how much the mighty men of David also gave. So a few years ago, you were in debt. Glory be to God. I'm prophesying over someone now. And somewhere down the road, after you have taken deliveries of God's blessings in your life, you are the one sponsoring the next church project. Can I hear a loud amen? You need to learn to live your life in God's delivery room. And those are all the things we've been sharing. Please, I hope you caught a thing or two. I hope you know a thing or two. We've been on this thing for two months now. I have shared severally. Pastor India shared last week. Pastor Yinka also a few weeks ago. Pastor Mayo, we, we've, we've taught you many things. If you need to go and get it, particularly if you're here, you don't have wisdom on how to take delivery. Maybe you should go and get the messages again. Of course, I'm going to share something else powerful with you tonight. We're moving on to another series next month as we cross over into the second quarter of the year. But learn to live your life in God's delivery room. Hallelujah. The Bible says the grace of God, John 1, 16, has been given to us freely. And out of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. Blessing upon blessing. Spiritual gift heaped upon spiritual gift. You ought to be receiving and taking possession. Hallelujah. As you are celebrating this testimony, you are taking the next one. Glory be to God. As you are thanking God for the last one, another one is coming down the road. And your life just keeps getting better and better. Who am I talking to this evening? Learn to live your life in God's delivery room. Don't allow the adversity that may be around, and there may be adversity. Don't let it distract you. Praise God. You don't want to give birth to a baby and you go to a mechanics workshop. The spanner may kill the baby. So don't leave. Talking about receiving deliveries, don't live in a mechanics workshop. Live in the delivery room. Are you with me tonight? Let me show you one more powerful thing about God's delivery room as we bring this teaching series of teachings to a close and I pray that somebody will catch something powerful tonight I want you to brand this phrase into your spirit starting tonight we're going to be on this for several months until God takes us to something else so I want you to make sure you catch it as quickly as possible write it down somewhere particularly on the tablet of your heart so it's not just tablets that like this that you should have you have a tablet, the Bible said, in your heart. A spiritual iPad. This one can crash. Your heart will never crash in Jesus' name. This one is not going to crash. That's not upset. <laughs> Praise God. Say with me, explosive blessings. Explosive blessings. Declare with me, it's my season to experience the explosive blessings of God. Explosive blessings. That's what I want to talk about. And we're going to be on this for several months in church. Explosive blessings. Let me give you a dictionary definition of the word explode. I've paraphrased it a bit to 
use it for what I want to use here. But for all intents and purposes, this is what the word explode means in the Bible. To expand with force because of rapid change. Let's write that definition down. To expand with force. I prophesy over somebody here. Your life will expand. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You are leaving the realm of straight and narrow into the operation of fat and flourishing. To expand how? With force. A divine hand is going to come upon your life. Glory be to God. And you will flourish on every side. And I'm telling you, there's nothing the devil can do about it. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, God will quicken your mortal body. Force. To expand with force because of rapid change. Hallelujah. So there are three main things in this explosive blessing we are talking about. This explosion we are trusting God for this season of our lives. Number one is that there will be expansion. You will have financial expansion in Jesus' name. You will have material expansion in Jesus' name. Spiritually, you will be enlarged in Jesus' name. Number two is that there will be a supernatural force. It's going to be by the power of God. Hallelujah. Power of God. Lift your hands and say, let the power of God come upon me like never before. Ah, somebody is not engaging with us tonight. Let the power of God come up. Force. And number three, very, very important. Please don't miss this one. Rapid change. These three components are important. Look at your neighbor and ask him, are you ready to change? You ready to change? So this definition is taken for when, when a bomb explodes or something. This is what happens. Something is triggered that causes that device to explode. And when it explodes, it does it with a force. It can pull down a building. And it's because there's a rapid change in the chemical composition of the things that are there. Now, we are not blowing up buildings here. We are talking about the blessing of God. We are saying that you can, some things can begin to happen in your life. The power of God can begin to operate in your life that will produce change. Change. Maybe you're that guy that doesn't know how to get up early in the morning to pray. A season can come in your life where the force of God, the hand of God, the power of God will wake you up. And all of a sudden from a prayerless Christian, you become a prayer machine. Hallelujah. Change has come. And that change will bring expansion into your life. Blessings, oh. Blessings. Glory be to God. Anybody interested? So say with me, explosive blessings. Explosive blessings. Now, this is what I want you to catch tonight. When we talk about God's delivery room, when we talk about God giving you benefits, when we talk about God enabling you to take possession of your possessions, please understand that there is an explosive dimension to every blessing and miracle from God. I'm going to explain it to you in a minute. Explosive dimension. Some of us have tasted the blessing of God, but we have not yet tasted it in an explosive dimension yet. A dimension that expands everything about you. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe you're a single guy here, and it's okay for you to be living in a single room. But a time can come in your life where God's blessing will come upon you so much, a five-bedroom mansion is not even going to be big enough to contain you. 
Ah, yeah. Someone's mind is still struggling with that. You see, what I'm trying to say is that you have now expanded. You have now expanded. The blessings of God are meant to operate or can operate. There's a way God can bless you in your single room. So maybe before, watch, watch, watch with me. You were struggling to pay the rent in that single room. And now, God has blessed you. Paying the rent is no longer a problem. You can even pay your landlord six months in advance. You know that's better. And that's a blessing. One year ago, I was struggling to pay the rent. But now, I'm not paying my rent six and I'm okay. But you are still in the single room. It's a blessing, but that's not an explosive blessing. That's not an explosive blessing. An explosive blessing is God takes you from that single room, glory be to God, and he puts you in a five-bedroom mansion and you are still struggling for space. I mean, in King's Word, we have seen explosive blessing. When we started the church 20 years ago, when one room, Ivory Health Club, could barely take 50 people, maybe the whole room, <laughs> maybe the whole room, here, Okay, let me even be generous. This side of the hall is not that big, but let's, let's even... Imagine trying to put the whole of King's Word everywhere <laughs> in this place. It's impossible. We have what exploded. Now, God is giving us property worth millions of dollars in the United States. You can't put that in a room, sir. You can't put that in a room. You can't put that in that room that we were 20 years ago. One of our pastors was telling me they had an outreach, Abel Kuta Church, last Sunday. Over a thousand people came. He said, we've never had that kind of attendance in our church before. That people had to stay outside. Their hall couldn't take all of them. Explosive blessings. There's a, type, and that, there's a dimension of God blessing you. There's a dimension of God blessing you that you are still where you are. But the conditions are just better. There's nothing wrong with that. So now you can pay your single rent. But now there's a place where you can't stay in that place any longer. Can I hear a loud amen? Let me show you a scripture. Isaiah 54, I believe, just to um, get somebody thinking on our frequency this evening. Tell your neighbor for me, you're about to break forth on the left and on the right. I see enlargement in every area of your life. Glory be to God. Look at verse 2. I wish I had time. You can read from verse 1 if you want, but verse 2. Enlarge the place of your single room. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Verse 3 is where I want you to shout out loud together with me if you can. Want to go. For you shall what? Expand to the right and to the left. Watch it. It gets better. And your descendants shall inherit the villages. Eh? 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 nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. What am I telling somebody here tonight? There is a dimension of explosive blessings. There's an explosive dimension to every blessing and miracle from God. So please, please, particularly if you have started seeing the hand of God on your life on a level, you said taking possession of your possessions, don't settle for blessings that just make you better in your present condition. Have a vision. Hallelujah. 
and a mindset of enlargement. There is an explosive dimension to every blessing and miracle from God. So when God tells you, take possession of your possession, it includes God blessing you so much that you can't stay where you are any longer. You need more room. Like that prophecy said, stretch forth to the left, stretch forth to the right. Glory be to God. I'm going to break forth on every side. Can I hear a loud amen? When God came to Abraham in Genesis 12, look at what he told him. I want you to catch an image of the explosive blessings of God. Tell your neighbor for me, where you are is too small for you. Where you are, where, where you are is too small for you. Over the next few months, God is going to do something so radical in your life that where you are is going to become too small for you. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Where you are is going to get too small for you. You are going to need more room, sir. You are going to need more bank accounts. You are going to need more cars. You are going to need a larger heart. The anointing God is going to put on your life where you are is too small for you. God spoke to this man, Genesis 12, verses 2 and 3. I, I will make of you a great nation, not a great family. A great nation. I mean, it, it, you don't come to a barren man that is, is, his whole hope was give me one child and you are talking nations. Now, question, did God give him a nation or not? He's there in the Middle East. They are still there till tomorrow. <laughs> and, and exactly what God told him has happened they are not, you see there are nations and there are great nations hallelujah there are nations and there are great nations there are some nations when you put great before them well people can debate it and it's a matter of faith and, but there are some it's not debatable even the devil will agree that yeah even the enemy agree that they are great in that nation I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. I want you to see that explosive dimension. Don't settle for where you are. I'm talking about you that you already started taking possession of your possession. Don't settle for where you are. Don't settle for where you are. Imagine if Abraham had stopped just by having a child. No, that wasn't what God told him. Even though it was going to start with a child. God told him nations. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. Not just that you are going to be blessed. Some of you are okay because you are blessed. Mm, that is not the promise, sir. I will bless you so much. After you and your wife and your children have eaten, you will be able to feed nations. Oh, glory be to God. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Verse 3. I will bless those that bless you. I will cause those that cause you, and this is it, in you, all, not some, not few, not half, not even three quarter. How many of them, somebody? All the families of the earth shall be what? They are, we are approaching eight billion people on the earth now. Only God knows how many families that is. God said all of them shall be blessed through you. Now, that is an explosive blessing for one man. I hope you know this scripture is talking about you and I as well. Galatians 3 says we are the seed or the heirs of Abraham. But that's explosive. When, when you get to that point where you are touching all the families of the earth, man, that's explosive. That's expansion. It will take the divine hand of God for us and it will require radical change. 
You study the whole book of Genesis from that chapter 12, you see how Abraham's life changed from one level to another. He made mistakes, got corrected, but change was there. This was always the intention of God. Genesis 1.28, when God made man, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Can you say that over somebody this evening? Be fruitful and multiply. Multiply. That's that dimension of explosion. Multiply. You can take one seed of corn and sow it and you will get a whole plant and you will get so many multiples from one seed. In fact, you can end up with one plantation from one seed. Multiply. Don't settle for one year, year level of increase. Oh. Thank God things have gotten better. Thank God you have now taken possession of some possessions. But please don't settle. You are still in your single room. You have a blessing on your life, a word on your life, a promise on your life for multiplication. Don't just multiply. Fill your village. Eh? Fill your city. Fill your nation. Feel where? Ah. It's good to travel. I'm telling you the truth. It's good to travel. My dad told me several years ago, it's part of your education. The world is far bigger than Lagos. It's good to travel. Feel the earth. Don't just feel the earth. Subdue it. Hallelujah. You know that was being controlled. Then have dominion. Have dominion over what? Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that lives and moves on the earth. Fill the earth, subdue the earth, dominate the earth. That was how God started this creation called man. It was always with an agenda of explosion. Explosion. Glory be to God. Explosion. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 10. They had been in captivity. Moses had now delivered them. They had come out of bondage. By that time, watch this, from one man, that seed of, that God told Abraham about in Genesis 12, they had now become millions at the least. Some historians said they were up to three million at that stage. And look at what Moses told them. They had grown from one to at least, let's even be conservative. Okay, let's say two million. Man, that is multiplication. That is explosion. From one to millions. Then Moses now told them, Deuteronomy 110, the Lord your God has multiplied you. Duh. That has already happened. <laughs> See, some of you have already started taking possession of your possession. But God told me to come and warn you tonight. Don't settle for where you are. Don't let one year devil rob you of what you really have. That's what Moses was telling these people here. I mean, one to one million. Can you imagine that? In fact, when they started growing and increasing, the Egyptians were afraid of them. That's why they put them into slavery. That's what the Bible said. They saw that the way these Jews were multiplying was more than the way the Egyptians... There was something different about them. Look at them and say, there's something different about you. Something different about you. Say, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. The blessing of God at work on your life is different from other people. So they subjected them to slavery. But the more they punished them, the more they grew. So he said, the Lord your God has multiplied you, yes. And here you are today as the stars. Hallelujah. Remember there are 300 trillion of them. 
the stars of heaven in multitude. And you know, you know where I got that from? That day that Abraham was saying that, God, I don't have a child. Genesis chapter, I believe that was Genesis chapter 14. Or Genesis chapter 15. God said, come out, look at the stars of, of the sky. Look at the sun of the seashore. So Moses was now quoting that. You are as the stars of heaven in, multi, in, in multitude. Verse 11. This is my prayer for everyone that sound of my voice and every member of this church. May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more. Hallelujah. I will pray it over you again. May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more. What is a thousand times more of millions? When you get the answer, you need your calculator. And I'm sure some people's calculator will break. But that's the God we are serving. He can make you a thousand times more. So when we are talking about God's delivery room, taking possession of your possession, don't settle for one small thing. May the Lord God of your fathers make you what? Let's use money here. This is not just me that's money, but just imagine your bank account. Even if it is zero inside in the bank account now, a thousand times more. Glory be to God. Ah, there's no way you won't smile if you just think about that. Hallelujah. Even your enemy will laugh and rejoice with you first. Then you now remember, ah, I'm his enemy. You shouldn't be, I mean, a thousand. Imagine the balance on your account. A thousand times more. God is able. That's what Moses was telling them. This is not our rest. Look at your neighbor and say, you are more than this. May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are. Can I hear somebody shout another loud amen? And bless you as he has promised you. There is an explosive blessing dimension of all of God's miracles and blessings. An explosion dimension of it. And if you've not said enjoying it yet, don't settle. That's what God told me to tell us here. And we are coming into that season in this church family in the name of Jesus. I said we are coming into that season in this church family in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout explosive blessings. Shout blessing explosion. I mean, it, it, it just, it's just too much for you. You can't handle it anymore. You have to hire people. You have to employ people. You have to employ employers. I was reading something yesterday. They were talking about, um, um, it, was, it was actually an article about Microsoft, that they are, they, are, they, are, they are doing some things now that their net worth is probably going to go over a trillion dollars in the next few months, that maybe they may leapfrog even Apple. Apple is the highest one, about $850 billion net worth. Um, then they listed the other companies like IBM, Amazon, all of them. Microsoft is around there about seven, but they, they said they have some things now that their next level may be over a trillion. Hallelujah. I want to tell someone that is the kind of dimension that God wants to take you to in Jesus' name. Or let me say it this way, because many of us may struggle with that. God has the capacity, hallelujah, to take you to that kind of dimension. That's what he was telling them there. A thousand times more. A thousand times more. Glory be to God. When Solomon was made king, God told him, ask me what you want. You know the story. And Solomon asked God for wisdom. Now, God has been giving people wisdom before Solomon. God has been giving people wisdom before Solomon. 
But look how the Bible described what God did for him. And this is what I want you to believe God for. First Kings chapter 4, verse 29. First Kings 4, 29. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding. Hallelujah. Explosion of wisdom. God gave him wisdom and exceedingly great understanding. And I love this part. And largeness of heart. Hallelujah. Like the sand on the seashore. Does that ring a bell? That was what God told Abraham. Sand on the seashore. That is explosion. Explosion. I know you are blessed. I'm here to announce to you and decree over you. God wants to explode the blessings in your life. I know your father David was wise, but I'm telling you, Solomon, I'm going to explode the wisdom at work in you. Oh, God has the capacity. God can make a Microsoft out of you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Now, your own may not be technology. Glory be to God. Your own may not be measured in, in, in dollars. But I'm here to tell you, child of God, if you believe with me, God can explode the blessings. Remember what explode means? Expand, enlarge, by force. Through a process of rapid change. Those are the three things we need to watch out for. Glory be to God. Look at what the impact of that wisdom that was like the sand on the seashore did in Solomon. Second Chronicles Chapter 1, verse 15. Look at the effect. You know, we prayed about productive wisdom at the beginning of the service. Wisdom that will affect the bottom line. Look at the bottom line here of Solomon. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stones. Hallelujah. Now, Bible doesn't exaggerate, oh. <laughs> Praise God. Jerusalem under Solomon's reign, because of the wisdom at work in him, there was so much wealth, it was like stones. On the road. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, My God is able. I can't hear you tonight. Say, My God is able. Now, like we said on Sunday, say, I am able. I am able to experience explosive blessings. Hallelujah. Can somebody give God praise for 30 seconds for that? I'm able. He's able, I'm able. He's able, I'm able. I'm not settling for where I am. I am not settling for where I am. I am not remaining as I am. Don't settle, don't settle. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Explosive blessing. In in Mark chapter 7, we we know the story about the Syrophoenician woman. God just brought her back to my heart. And again... God is really warning us and admonishing us in this church. We have been blessed as a church. We have been blessed as a ministry. We've seen God do things. I, 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 I doubt whether there's anybody that has been in this church consistently for a period of three to six months that you can't say God has done something tangible in your life. But please don't take crumbs. Or don't settle for crumbs. That woman came. She needed healing. Jesus first of all denied her. And Jesus said we can't take the bread for the children and give it to dogs. And she said something. Please watch this. You know what she said? That dogs eat of the crumbs. Let me, let me read what she said again. She answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs 
under the table eat from the children's crumbs. It was okay for her. She wasn't the seed of Abraham. That's why they told us she was Syrophoenician. She was a Gentile. She was an idol worshiper. Jesus said, I'm sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The bread Jesus carried was not for her. So she could ask for crumbs. And it's so beautiful that the crumbs healed her. Glory be to God. Or healed her daughter. And I'm wondering how many people here, you have been healed, but it's only crumbs you're enjoying. You have been blessed, but it's only crumbs you're enjoying. You have been anointed, but it's only crumbs you're enjoying. You have been favored, but it's only crumbs. God told me to tell you, don't settle for crumbs. You don't... Your own is not crumbs. Your own is the bread. You are the children Jesus said we should not bread. In fact, quite honestly, like I always say, you don't have the bread. You have the bakery. <laughs> Praise God. You don't have the bread. You have what? There's a difference between you that goes to buy a loaf of bread in the bakery or the bakery and you, the person that owns the bakery. Which one are you? So, look. Uh, you, you need how, how, you, how you think, how you see it, and how you say it matters. Are you a crumbs believer, or a bread believer, or a bakery believer? Talk to me, somebody. Eh? Now, let me tell you why that is important. Look at what Jesus told her. So, Mark 7 28, she said, The children, um, the dogs can eat of the crumbs. But look at what Jesus told her. Please watch this. Watch this. Don't miss this. Then Jesus said to her, For this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. She confessed crumbs and it turned her life around. Now, crumbs will turn your life around, though. But look at what he said this saying. I wonder what will happen when you start confessing loaf. And I wonder what will happen when you start confessing bakery. Some of us are confessing crumbs. Oh, we are okay with crumbs. You think crumbs, you settle for crumbs. What's that? You own the bakery. Can I hear a loud amen? And for this thing, for saying crumbs, her daughter got healed. And that's good. But you know, there's another level of your daughter getting healed. You coming to chase Jesus and receiving him. There's the level of you being the Jesus, healing the person. Somebody say, I'm the bakery. But you see, it's a matter of what you are saying. Some Christians forever stay on that crumbs level. That's not the dimension of blessings explosion. Don't stay there. Thank God she got the crumbs. But she got what she said. Help me ask your neighbor, what are you saying? Are you confessing crumbs? Are you confessing the loaf? Or are you confessing the bakery? I'm telling you, all of them are available to you. And if you're going to walk in the realm of blessing explosion, you need to start thinking bakery. Hallelujah. Don't settle for crumbs. Nothing wrong with crumbs. It will heal you. But how beautiful to know that you have the bakery. Hallelujah. How do I get it, pastor? Let's begin to get into it. 
Now take this down. This is the main thing I want to leave with us tonight. Among, apart from all the other main things I've left with us. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is explosive. The Holy Ghost is what? Explosive. What can make you begin to operate in the realm of blessing explosions? Explosive blessings? One thing that can make it happen is the Holy Spirit. One person that can make it happen is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. There's a way you can step up your game, elevate your walk with the Spirit of God, and it takes you from crumbs to bakery level. He has that capability. And one of the persons or one of the major persons we need to engage in God's delivery room is the Holy Spirit. We've talked about that several this month as well. You need to elevate the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you relate. You have the Holy Spirit. As a believer, you have the Holy Spirit. He can explode the manifestations and the operations of God's blessings in your life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? That's what happened to Jesus. That's what happened to many people in the Bible. When Jesus knew it was time to step into his ministry, what did he do? He went after the Holy Spirit. He went to the baptism of John and the heavens opened and the Holy Ghost came upon him. Now, did he not have the Holy Spirit before? He had. He was the Son of God. How did he get born? By the Holy Spirit. The angel in Luke chapter 1 announced to Mary. She said, how am I going to have a child? I don't know a man. Said the Holy Ghost will come upon you and through the Holy Ghost you will conceive the holy thing. So Jesus was already born of the Holy Spirit. He was already walking in dimensions of the Holy Spirit. They told us all through the book of Luke. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in spirit. He grew in favor with God and with men. At the age of 12, through the wisdom of the Holy Ghost in his life, was already discussing with the lawyers and the Pharisees of his day. So you have Holy Ghost already operating in your life, child of God, I know. But when you engage him some more, hallelujah, and when you understand that he is a trigger to the explosion, <laughs> praise God. I hope somebody is hearing me tonight. We are carrying more potential than we are demonstrating, church. On an individual level, on a collective level. Can you help me look at two or three people around you and tell them you are more than this, you are more than this, you are more than this? Now, maybe they didn't get that. Say this to them. Don't settle for where you are. I know you have taken position. I know you have taken position of some position, but don't settle. Engage the Holy Ghost this next few months like never before. Engage him. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. That's what Jesus told them. So Jesus was leaving and was going to hand over the ministry to the apostles. Like I waited for the Holy Ghost or engaged the Holy Ghost. You too wait for the Holy Ghost. He will explode your ministry. He will explode the power of God at work in your life. He will explode the wisdom of God at work in your life. He will explode the blessings of God at work in your life. My friend, 
engage the Holy Ghost like you have never done before. Oh, hallelujah. Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses. Watch the explosion. You will be witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto where? That's what God told Abraham. All the families of the earth. Now, did they accomplish that or not? Hey, that's why you are preaching the gospel in Africa now. We were the ends of the earth they were talking about in Acts 1.8. That statement was made in the Middle East. Nobody was coming to Africa or not really engaged in Africa then. And not just is the gospel being preached in Africa, it's being preached in Australia. Okay, even if you don't agree that Africa is the end of the earth, you agree that Australia is the end of the earth. Man, check your world map. <laughs> How? Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Let me show you a few things that the Bible recorded about how the Holy Ghost exploded in their midst when they took to heart what Jesus said. Hallelujah. So when Jesus made, made that statement to them, we know from the record that there were 120 of them. Acts 1.14, walk with me here. These all continued in one accord in prayer after Jesus spoke to them in Acts 1.8 with the women... Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. And in those days, Peter stood in the midst of the disciples. All together, the number of the names was about what? 120. Please watch Blessing Explosion. No? Watch Blessing Explosion. And try and imagine this kind of thing happening in your life. Your may not be numbers of souls in church. Your may be finances or wisdom like Solomon. Or favor like Esther. Or anything elevation like Daniel but I'm telling you there is a capacity in the God you serve that can take what you have today and explode it explode it beyond what your mind can grasp so don't settle don't settle in your prayer life our pursuit theme next month is rekindle the fire before somebody now starts going to sleep don't settle in your giving life don't settle in your prayer. Don't settle in your worship. Don't settle in your stewardship. Don't settle in your coming to church. Serving. Don't settle. What you can experience in God is infinitely beyond what you can ever imagine and what you're enjoying today. If you're interested, though, some of us are. Some of us are. And we are going there. Praise God. Whether the devil likes it or not, this is a world number one pastor talking to you. Whether he likes it or not, settle for where? Look at what happened to these guys. Acts chapter 2, verse 41, from 120. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Somebody say, Blessings explosion. Are you here with me? 120 to 3,000. Hey. Okay, verse 46. So continuing daily with one accord, Acts chapter 2, 46 in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily. Daily the church was growing. Oh, hallelujah. 
By Acts chapter 4, look at what was happening number-wise. Verse 4. However, many of those that had the word believed, and the number of men. Acts chapter 2, they said 3,000 souls. That's men, women, and children. By Acts chapter 4, they stopped counting the women and the children. They only stayed with the men. The number of men came to about 5,000. 5,000. Glory be to God. Verse 32. Now the multitude, by verse 32, they stopped counting them. They, they, they couldn't even count the men again. From that Acts 42, they said using multitude for the church. They, it was impossible to count. <laughs> I love something I had Bishop Oedipo say. He said they don't count people anymore in Canaan land. He said you just be counting nonsense. So what they do is at the gates in the morning, they have cut off time. They count the vehicles that come and the heads inside the vehicle. That's how they estimate the number of people that come to church. Because somebody may decide to do three services out of the five services. It now became a multitude. Glory be to God. Verse 32. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul, neither did any say to the things that he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Hallelujah. Acts 5 verse 14. And believers were increasing after the multitude. Believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes of men and women. So after the multitude in Acts chapter 4, in Acts chapter 5, multitudes were still added. Somebody shout blessing explosion. Verse 16, Acts chapter 5. Also, a multitude gathered from surrounding cities. Up to chapter 5, 14, it was just Jerusalem. But the explosion continued. Glory be to God. In surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. How many of them were healed? Acts chapter 6, verse 1. Now, in those days, the number of disciples was multiplying. Hallelujah. And verse 7, the word of God spread. The number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many priests were obedient to the faith. I mean, they just exploded. Hallelujah. The blessing of God on their life just exploded. And this is what they said of them by Acts chapter 17. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. Let's close tonight. Something is about to happen to somebody. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.